Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. Welcome to the Charged Up Chargers podcast. I'm Lucas Reyes here with my good friend, sports guy David, on this late Tuesday night. But uh, we're getting back to you, and it's a long week because the Chargers are playing the Saints on this Monday coming up. So, uh, yeah, but they just wrapped up week four, and, you know, tough loss, but we'll get into all that. David, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I'm really, I really can't wait to say what uh, – well, I might as well say right now what we're raffling off. <laughs> last last week, uh, last month we raffled off a Justin Herbert rookie card. This week or this month we're raffling off a Junior Seai 1991 Fleer card. Um, I don't know how much it's worth really, but I know I know y'all. If you're a Charger fan, you love Junior Seai. Like no, there's no hate towards Junior right. Seai. So um, I'll be raffling off this. I'll make sure to take a picture of it too. It's a really cool card. So yeah, that's what I'm raffling off. So I'm happy. I'm excited to get this uh, month going. Hopefully football continues. Um, I was scared for a second. Twitter was scared for a second because of the COVIDs, but it looks like they're handling it pretty well, which is the NFL really don't handle anything well. So I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty surprised. Yeah, you know what? Um, shout out to the NFL because I had that same feeling too. Like I was so nervous going going to sleep Saturday night because I was like, am I going to wake up to Sunday and see that week four is canceled and postponed? Because they were actually talking about maybe postponing and canceling the season, shortening the season even. But the way they handled it was um, was great. They they had a process plan installed for it, and you know what? Like they deserve a lot of credit because the games have kept going, and and after Cam Newton got infected, they ch- they tested the Patriots over and over again. No one else got it, um, and then I think someone on the Saints got it, but two, but uh, nothing else uh, happened there as far as spreads. So you know these guys, um, you know, shout out to the NFL because I didn't think that they could do this without a bubble, and I knew a bubble was impossible. So you know, yeah, I mean, really happy there, and also yeah, just getting back to the Junior Seau card. I mean. Today they tore down Qualcomm Stadium, and uh, it's like one of the last few things you guys can have tied to San Diego. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. David just pulled that, so it's it's actually a really looking cool looking card. But anyway, getting back to now, week four, and Chargers fall to one and three against Tom Brady in a game that just seemed to really be like an encapsulation of this season so far, at least the first quarter of the season, which is uh, the Chargers team that shows a lot of of, of promise, and you know there was a lot of Dominance first too. Like they off, they got off to a great start, but it, uh, quickly unfolded and self-destructed right before our eyes. So um, we got to break this down. First off, well, let's just start, I guess, with um, the fumble before the end of the half. Really, I thought that that the play call to to get the you know offense going again. You you got Justin Herbert, who he didn't light it up up to that point yet, but he had some bombs that happened, especially a shot that he took later on when he hung in the pocket to the very last second. He gets a bomb out there to, uh, I think it was Jalen Guyton on the 50-yard-plus touchdown. He's the only quarterback with more than one 50-yard-plus touchdown right now in the NFL. So, you know, Justin Herbert, I mean, he's electrifying. He is the, He has that capability to score quickly. So with about 40 seconds left and a couple timeouts, I had no problem with them uh, really trying to get something going and and – you know, that handoff and whatever it may be, like, I don't I don't want to blame the play calling there. People got on Anthony Lynn for that. So I guess I'm, I'm going to try and ask what are your thoughts, like, just when it happened and then I guess looking back at it. Well, it, it was on, like, the three, four-yard line, and usually the defense knows you're going to run the ball and try to create some space for your quarterback because you don't want the quarterback to drop back and, you know, fumble or safety. So usually the go-to play when you're on your own goal line is really to run the ball. So I like the play calling there. It was I was completely fine with it. It's um it looked like Herbert was too high and Joshua Kelly was too low 
on and and it just didn't connect. And uh, Dominica Misu, I Dominica Misu, whatever his fucking name is, uh, I don't know if he got credit for the fumble, but really he just got hit on the shoulder, mm. and like the ball was just too loose, and uh, he dropped in. This is back to back weeks. Joshua Kelly had fumbles, and um, I'm not gonna blame. You know they're, they're both rookies. So, I mean, I'm not jumping off the Josh Kelly train yet or Justin Herbert train yet. You know, everyone makes mistakes. No one's perfect, you know? Hashtag Miley Cyrus. But um, <laughs> uh, Josh, like, the, the thing that really concerned me was the Austin Eckler injury. Oh, yeah. um, it looked like he was favoring it a lot on the sideline. He couldn't put no weight on it. He was seen with crutches and a brace. So, uh, like, I was really scared for a moment. And then ever since that, kind of like, when that happened early, I believe in the first quarter, it kind of like, Knocked the win out of us, really. And um, we bounced back, and we had the lead. But, of course, the Chargers found a way to fuck it up. But I think they abandoned the run game too early because of uh, the, the, how high-scoring shit was. And it was just a, an air show after that. Yeah, uh, real quick for the Austin Eckler injury. He was on his uh, stream today. I think this is Twitch. Talking about his injury, and he said it was uh, a grade 2 hamstring strain where the muscle tendon ripped off from the bone. And tomorrow he's getting a second opinion on whether they should have surgery for it, but it's a four to six week recovery. And looking at that injury live, I thought it was going to be um, maybe a possible yeah, season, season injury. Yeah. Like season ender. So um, there's a lot of great news that he's, that he's going to be able to possibly return this season. Even if he doesn't like, let's say they, they choose to play the uh, safe with it and just not even, you know, test it and just have him call it off. The fact that he's able to even push the limits of coming back is uh, really encouraging to me. And I think it helps that he's like just 99% pure muscle. He's just insanely built. Um, but yeah, so from there, I, at least for going back to the fumble, man, I, I I see that they were at their own nine and they were in shotgun, but still like even then that, that is either on the running back or Justin Herbert. And even Lynn said that today that, yeah, it looked like it could have been more of Josh Kelly's fault than anything than, than Herbert's. Um, because that exchange needs to be clean, and that needs to be able to be taken care of. Um, that that running, you're going to run it regardless. You're not going to take a knee there. So tough. You give up points, but at the end of the half, still, you're still up by a bunch, uh, 24 to 14, I think. So, you know, you, you just keep losing this game. And, and then going to the second half, um, you give up another – well, not another, like five straight touchdowns to Tom Brady where he just becomes unstoppable. Um, he had a pick six in the first half, but I guess that's what a Tom Brady special is looking like in 2020. He's just going to have those now nowadays. He's always throwing a pick, pick six. So I don't really give the Chargers too much, too much credit right there. I mean, Mike Davis, has been he's been balling out this year and playing well, but, you know, we needed more turnovers. And there was a game where I think Tom Brady wasn't even sacked once, and uh, he just had his way in the second half. What do you, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, uh, who I don't know who posted because we're in, ugh, I'm in too much group chats really. But in one of the group chats, uh, at Ao Zach, um, super big Charger fan on Twitter. Shout out to him; he's a really cool guy. He does a lot of raffles and everything. He he posted in a group chat that all the drives out of all the drives, defensive drives, we only blitz three times. And um, I, I get it; they try to drop back in the back as much as they can. But you're against Tom Brady. And we talked about this in the preview podcast. It's Tom Brady. Um. I thought they should have did the opposite and bring the house down and get him uncomfortable because he was comfortable in that pocket. Um, he was not even touched really. And um, if you give him just a second more, he will find that guy. And, and look what happened. He threw for five touchdowns. He didn't have an interception. Shout out to Mike Davis. He, he has been balling out. I'm glad he got that. Not a lot of people, a lot of people were uh, kind of um, shipping him off last year and the year before that. Even me, he was getting burned all the time, but this year he, he really bounced back. He's, he's as a, if, as a charger fan, 
you know he's having a really, really good year, and I'm really happy for him. But um, I thought we should have blitzed more. I should we I should we I wish we took more chances on the blitz. Just just bring the house down um, and and see what Tom Brady does. And I think I I thought we were gonna make him uncomfortable, but instead they only rushed three four every play and dropped back six. And um and he still managed to drop. I don't know how much yards. How much yards? Like four hundred or three hundred and twenty. 369 five and five touchdowns, and he only missed 16 passes out of 46. And they ran all over us with 111 yards too. So um, I thought we were way too passive defensive play calling. I I, I didn't tweet it as much because my fucking tire blew out, so I didn't really get to see oh, the game. Yeah, I was right. watching down my NFL. I was watching my NFL app, but um, I seen most of it, and um, I just think they're just too pedestrian and too passive. I would rather us blitz it and and one on one. And it's a toss up, and they happen to get it rather than we are playing too much zone, and they just Tom Brady just finds a way to get the pass off. Um, I rather I would have rather fucking risk it. If, Tom Brady's gonna get that pass regardless. I, I if we blister, we had a better chance of getting to him, and making him uncomfortable. That's what I think about. So that. now people have been I think mad at the play calling, but I think that the scapegoat or what the, the anger really is shifting towards is uh, Shane Steichen. So I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant here, and then let's see what you think about it because I think I might be onto something. Um, because Shane Steichen, I thought he was gonna have to have a really good game here, and I think he, I think he did. I think that he was able to get a lot of playmakers involved. Uh, involved Donald Parham Jr. I didn't even t- we haven't talked about this guy, but he seems like a matchup nightmare. I can't believe that it's taken four weeks to see him finally. Isn't he the one that came from the XFL? Um, yeah, him and Storm right. Norton came from uh, the LA Guardians, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the Guardians, the Black. Right. Guys. Okay. So. Um, Storm had already been in yeah. on a few, um, just been in rotation on the offensive line. But um, Donald Parham, yeah, I mean, he just seems like a mismatch nightmare. And jo- Justin Herbert uh, smartly went to him. And, I mean, it was the hot read on that play where he mossed um, the defender on the left sideline. But still, like, I would like to see him more involved. But we were calling on Shade Steichen to really open up the playbook for Justin Herbert. And he once again is lighting it up. And Herbert is really just seems like we haven't even touched his limit yet because um, he's – He's really just under pressure a lot. He's he's uh he has the most yards under pressure out of any quarterback this year. And um he's either first or second. And then also just the offense just seems to get miscues. There's there's untimely penalties whenever they cross the 50, a lot of stalled drives um or it would just be a turnover. And um that's just hasn't been a clean performance from the offense yet I think once we see one we're going to really see how far this offense can really take this team because I think that there there's a possibility that they could be consistently scoring up putting up 30 but now I want to get to Gus Bradley and I think the play calling really needs to be put on him or there has to be a little bit more of pressure and um being applied to Gus Bradley because I think that he could be the scapegoat this year last year it was it was more Ken Wisenhunt when he got fired midseason I wouldn't be surprised if Ken Wisenhunt I mean, uh, Gus Bradley loses his job and is that similar type of uh, narrative this year because, like you said, they're not blitzing. And um, I even read this article that said that Jalen Ramsey quoted Gus Bradley and and he called him a boring defensive coordinator because he always runs the same thing week in and week out. And uh, we're start, we're seeing that. And um, I wonder if it's like personnel-wise, but I'm just so confused because before this season, I thought it could have been personnel-wise and because Casey Hayward was really the only lockdown corner, but they didn't. Desmond King is more of a nickel guy, and they didn't really have – Mike Davis wasn't playing out how he's playing out of his mind right now. But you're still getting really great production out of Mike Davis right now and Casey Hayward. And I know he got burnt a little bit. But also, you had Desmond King, who hasn't been playing all year. And 
that there's so much depth and, and it makes me wonder why that why there's not any more blitzes being drawn up or there's not any more schemes that we're not really seeing any adjustments and Gus Bradley I really feel like he could be the scapegoat and um it just it's just confusing to me why, why there's nothing uh no improvement after such uh, big acquisitions in the offseason yeah um all right let me break it down with the defense first um, yeah, I, I trust those guys. I feel like they're more one-on-one guys than zone guys. And personally, when I'm playing Madden, I hate, I fucking hate zone. I just I don't like playing zone. I just I'm personally a, a blitz and leave it up to the corners because those guys are got Casey Hayward. He's always in PFF for something. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. And then you got Desmond King who's complaining about playing. Put him in there. Mike 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 Davis who we mentioned. He he's playing out of his mind. And um, our safeties are kind of a little shaky right now because not Jaron James, but um. I, I thought I thought maybe he doesn't trust. Maybe he has trust issues. Maybe listen to Drake the night before. <laughs> um, I feel it, but you know, like I I think he should trust them a little bit more. And I just didn't see that. And it's real, real. It's a real shame because we got a lot of great defensive linemen. I know Melvin Ingram's out, but Nuwosa's in there. He made some plays. Kezier uh, Nazir White made some good plays, and that dude could play safety. I know he got mossed a couple times, but he he's putting himself out there. I out of linebacker, the linebackers today, they're not so much covering. Um, Casher uh, White was a safety in college, so he has that coverage mm-hmm. um, background. So I I don't mind him being on top of those tight ends. But it was Gronkowski, you know, that dude is just I, I, as much as I hate him. That dude is is a monster. He could drag like four Chargers. Like he's seen him before, drag players before. So like he got mossed by him. But Casher White can make him make some plays. Drop him in coverage. I like that. Um, and I I want to see Nuoso a uh, Nuosa. Um, in there, and then uh, Joey Bosa, uh, pretty quiet. I don't know, maybe it's the injury, uh, maybe it was bugging him, maybe the Chargers are being a little, they're um, slow playing it on his injury, because he was on injury for two things, his tricep and his hamstring. He was fine with his hamstring, but every week it seems like something's wrong with his tricep. So um, I understand with that, but uh, I think you should trust your guys more, so maybe Gus Bradley is out. The, what you just said, it makes a lot of sense. And then um, offensively, um, I still don't like the third and twenties running it, or like the second and twenties running it. I, I mean, like, I think they, they gave the they gave it to just uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, he only threw for twenty five times. Uh, seemed like he threw a lot more, but um, I think they should put more trust in him. I really think uh, he can make plays. Um, and once uh, Trey Turner and uh, Bulaga comes back, then we'll a lot of people forget that we got those guys. I even forgot mm, we got those yeah. guys in the off season. And they come injured to us, and it's four weeks in. Imagine those guys are there and give Justin Ter- uh, Herbert time. I mean, I can't, I can't wait for that to happen. So Gus Bradley, I think right now out of five, out of one out of ten, I think it's a, it's getting a little, it's getting a little hot. Uh, I would say it's at like a five right now. And then for Anthony Lynn, I think his job is still there. Um, I think his his uh, time management is, eh. and um, I wish we had a guess, but scheduling wise, we couldn't get a guess. But uh, I know a lot of people. Or, uh, including my the guy who yeah. won the Herbert uh, card, my my boy Joe. I watch football with him every Sunday. Uh, he we were very vocal about it um, about Anthony Lynn being um, out of there, but I I'm still giving him a chance though. I I think it's like at a three for him in the hot seat and five for Gus Bradley. What do you think about Gus Bradley's job? Oh, I think Gus Bradley is a little bit warmer because I had I had Anthony Lynn last week at a four. I think it maybe is starting to crank up to a five. Um, I'll put him at a five right now and. Gus Bradley, I think he's at a strong seven. I mean, the defense is really loaded. If I think anything, if I if I was like okay, put it like this: if Bill Belichick had this person on defense right now, I think they'd be the number one seed in the AFC. And I think a lot of teams would 
a lot of NFL analysts would be saying that is a team that we have to look out for. Because I think yeah, he would be just utilizing this team a lot more correctly. And uh, I, I, it's it's just sad to see. And moving on to uh, what what, were you, what did you bring up? Oh, the I think you brought up the cards. Oh, yeah, because we did the podcast late because I had a flight yesterday and it got me all fucked up and I missed it. And uh, well, I didn't miss it. I got delayed. And um, then it missed my connecting flight. So that's why we're getting this podcast out late to you guys. But anyway, I don't know why I'm getting so distracted. Uh, <laughs> what other uh-huh. moving oh, on yeah, to the what good others? Stuff. What other positives can we take away from this game, though? Oh, I could I could go on a rant right now. The positives is okay. So when when this game when we came in, Mike Williams is out. So I was like, all right, who's stepping up? And I was kind of nervous because we got uh, Galen uh, Jalen Guyton, who uh, if you're not a Chargers fan, you probably don't know who that guy is. He had one touchdown previous to this. And then um, I, I, I'm so glad that uh, I always get his name. I call him Parmesan, Donald Parmesan. That's what everyone was calling him. Uh, Parham, Parham, yeah. Par- Parham uh, Donald. I'm just gonna name Parmesan. That's that's his nickname now. Donald pa- uh, Parmesan. And then uh, we signed this dude, Tyron Johnson. And I remember he tweeted. I don't know if I followed him. I, I should have. He tweeted, "He's like, let's get this," because he got called up from the practice squad. And I remember I looked him up and I looked up his stats. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like. I'm kind of excited. I was going to try, I, you know, I was going to try to draft him. I was like, why watch this guy have a good game. Um, and then you also got Keenan Allen and I was like, okay, so I'm excited to see, all right, who's stepping up KJ Hill. Joe Reed has not even been, I don't think he even played offensive snap yet. He's more of a special teams guy. And then KJ Hill to the Ohio state reception leader in school history. I thought he would be more involved. I know he got drafted like six or seven in, yeah. in this last draft, but I, I was like, that was a steal. I thought that was a steal. So without using him, but I don't know. And then, First drive, I was I was not even watching the game. I was watching it in my car. I almost crashed. I tweeted. I almost crashed because I fucking went crazy. Um, Ty, uh, Tyron Johnson, just a, a a dime, dude, a dime. Justin Herbert has this accuracy in arm, which was for 53 yards. His only catch in the game, but it was a dime. And then when when the Buccaneers rushed on a third and something, he just dropped back. He did not look nervous. A lot of rookie quarterbacks would have folded. He kept his feet straight. He, he like it was amazing. He it didn't his like it, it was like yeah, his poise like when the players when the deep, like four defenders are coming at him, he just pretend like they were in there. Drop back. He, it was almost like a fadeaway. Yeah. And he just dropped it right over the defender, right into um Johnson's um no not John uh Galen Guyton's hand for seventy two yards. And I was like, We're on a roll right now. Austin Eckler, like we said, it was a big hit. And our run game wasn't there, but um, I'm liking these guys. I'm not even concerned about the wide receivers now. I think these guys are trying to prove themselves, and uh, I think Tyron Johnson uh, really uh, proved himself too. And I think he's going to be on the team a little longer. And um, I'm real excited to see how this offense works. Um, and if those offensive linemen guys come back soon, then uh, then this offense is going to be real dangerous. Uh, we don't even need my gloves, <laughs> it looks like. Uh, and uh, Hunter Hill, um, I think I want him more involved. And uh, of course, Keenan Allen was. He had the most. He had eight receptions on 62 yards, 12 targets. He had a crazy so, uh, catch, he's too. He's always yeah. going to be involved. Yeah, he, he had a good sideline catch, too. That dude is a monster. So, uh, offensively, I think uh, the Austin Eckler is going to hit. So, um, I, I see a lot of Justin Jackson. I'm so glad to see him. He's been favoring a hamstring or something for these last couple of weeks. He's been on an injury list, but I've seen him. Uh, he only had six carries for nine yards. Joshua Kelly had nine carries for seven yards. But like I said, the, the game plan was thrown out of the door when it was just an air attack. But uh, I like Justin Jackson. He's number 22, my, obviously my favorite number. I was wearing my Jason Verrett jersey, so number 22. Maybe that's why we lost, because I didn't do my mustache, and I'm wearing my Jason Verrett jersey. Maybe it's a curse. <laughs> I don't know. But um, 
but yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Justin Jackson step up and these young wide receivers and tight end to, to step there. They're trying to prove something, especially that guy coming from the XFL. Um, I was excited. I'm, I was excited for Storm Norton too, but he's been injured as well because he was the best offensive lineman, according to PFF, in the XFL, and we happened to get him. So I was like, all right, I'm excited for this. Um, real young offense. And I can't really say too much about the defense because uh, three, 369 yards and five touchdowns. We got to clean that up, and we already talked about that. But uh, but on the positive side, um, I'm liking these young guys. I really am. These guys are, like, exciting almost. And I, I remember I really didn't like Guyan. I liked – what was the guy I liked? Joe Reed, I think. And oh, got, um – No, uh, oh what was his gosh. name? Number 16. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't remember. Got, I, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like, last year we were we were talking about this guy too. And they trade they they kept uh, Dontre Inman, and then they had that other guy on the practice squad, and they brought him up, and then he got cut this last. Uh, fuck, I'll, I'm gonna look him up while you're talking, and I'm just gonna burst out when I say okay. it. I'm gonna be so excited, but yeah, overall, I'm excited to see this young offense. Justin Herbert, look, you got Justin Herbert. Um, uh, Justin Jackson's been in the league for a little bit. Uh, Joshua Kelly, rookie, and then you got Guyan, who's been in for a year. Uh, that Tyron Johnson, I think, is a rookie. This this Parmesan guy's a rookie. Like, we got a young offense, so like, I'm excited with how how much we grow. And then once Mike Willing comes back, it's just gonna be that better. So yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, um, I lost my train of thought last time I was speaking, but uh, you brought it back up. The personnel that we have, I think that we're finding some growth, and one of them was Mike Davis, but also, um, I think. You would brought up Kaiser White, and I thought that was a great point because there were some plays where he um, he was around the ball defensively in coverage and was really close to getting a few interceptions, and I thought that uh, that was a really, really great to see, especially uh, with all the players going down, that we could rely on guys like Kaiser White to come in there and uh, perform well. And maybe he could even compete for a starting job. And then um, on the offensive side of the ball, you, you already mentioned all the guys there, but I just want to say the last point I have to make is uh, the reinforcements. The Chargers – have a tough opponent in the Saints. I guess we'll start previewing the Saints now. And the Saints aren't really a team that uh, you could really have a good running a game against. The only way I think you could have a great running game is, is just if you are consistently pounding the rock and playing mistake-free football. You cannot get behind. You cannot turn over the ball. And um, you cannot get away from your game plan. So the Chargers with 23 carries last week isn't going to do it. You're not going to have Austin Eckler. I do think Josh Kelly could step up big. And I do think Justin Jackson could step up big. They've, they've done it in the past. Um, it's going to have a bigger opportunity here now. And um, I think they, they, they could definitely sustain um, the bigger roles until Austin Eckler comes back. And then also you got Mike Will, who's working to return. As long as just uh, Justin Herbert keeps building this repertoire with the guys who aren't gonna aren't the starters, I think that there could be some interesting depth going on in this offense that really just opens it up because uh, Keenan Allen, Jalen Guyton, and uh, Donald Parham and Tyron Johnson these are uh, these are a bunch of studs and if Jalen Guyton or Tyron could work as being one of the vertical threats along with Mike Williams and have Keenan Allen worked back into the slot where he naturally emerged as that really, really big uh, wide receiver one, but he's better in the slot. I think everyone knows that. And I think that's where he's better because that's where a lot of the routes could be a lot more prettier and a lot, take a lot more time. And he is just a finesser when it comes to that. So I think this somehow the emergence of Guyton Guyton and Johnson is uh could really put the ball in Shane Steichen's court as far as how creative he wants to be with that offense. So I really am excited there. And um, this Saints team, man, this is this is a big test. A Saints team that's been struggling and really almost let a Lions team come back 
on them last week when they should have easily put them away. So this is a team that Justin Herbert and this offense is definitely going to have a chance to to score and keep up. And I do not know if um, Mike Thomas is going to be back for this week. It sounds like he's leaning towards. It's really early. It's only Tuesday night. And uh, don't even know anything about COVID or anything like that. So anything could change. But, yeah, this is uh, shaping up to be a good one. A, a one where I, I kind of feel like the Chargers can can win. I didn't think that they could win against Tampa Bay. But just seeing Justin Herbert, I think he's progressed so much um, each and every single game. It's insane. And um, I think he's finally due for a win. I think I low-key think that there's going to be an upset on Monday night. Um, what do you think about your thoughts going into this game, though? What matchups are you looking at right now? I just want to address one thing. I think Joshua Kelly's on a revenge tour. He wants to prove to him that he could be that runner back. He fumbled it back-to-back games. I think he's going to have an amazing game. Um, so the matchups I'm really looking for is is uh, the wide receivers. So they're they're a little thin at wide receiver. They're, they're ranked 15th overall in offense, and the Chargers are ranked 6th six, um, overall offense, in, according to NFL.com. So um, we're I think we're pretty high-powered. Uh, Michael Davis... Uh, Casey Hayward, uh, the Jack boys, as as Charger fans know, know them as, um, we got to get it done there. We got to make, um, I think we just, we got to make Drew Brees uncomfortable. And I, I want to see more blitzes. I don't care if we get burned. I want to give the guys a chance to get a sack because we our defense is talented. We Like we said before, um, I think Gus Bradley got to take more chances. Um, I, this is a big test for the Chargers to stop a runner back because they, they seem like they really can't. And that's been our problem uh all last year as well. And uh, with, with uh, Louisville Joseph, it's been a little better. I would say that he is a big body, but um, Alvin Kamara could get it done on the ground and through the air. So uh, if it, um, Alvin Kamara is going to be the main point, I think I would surround the defense with, I, if you can stop Alvin Kamara and if the, if Drew Brees doesn't have Michael Thomas, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. I don't know. That's, that's what the stats say, but like, I don't know why they shouldn't. They got Jared Cook, they got Manuel Sanders um, and they got Traquan Smith. And they almost had the Detroit. They almost had the Detroit Lions almost upset them. So if the Detroit Lions could could keep up with them, I think the Chargers can. Um, big test for our defense, though, because uh, Drew Brees playing his old team um, in Monday on Monday in Louisiana, where I might go. I might just go so I could just watch the game in Louisiana. I'm not even going to go into the the stadium. I don't think even letting fans in, but I just want to go so I could watch the game at a bar in Louisiana like that. I, I always want to, it'll be a lot of fun. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I might just do a spontaneous trip, but, um, but yeah, it's a big test for our defense. I'm not worried about the offense. Um, the Saints defense is, is a uh, pretty tough. They're the seventh ranked, um, to our 20th ranked defense, according to NFL. Um, I don't know what, I think that's just total offense or total defense yards. I'm guessing that's yards. Yeah. Yards and games, touches and touchdowns know, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I think they all accounted for. Yeah, so they're seventh. So their defense is scary, but I think our offense is uh, it's just not. They haven't peaked, not even close. It's just like you know, on the roller coaster, and it starts to go up. We're barely going up right now, and we haven't peaked yet. And if Mike Willing comes back, that's good. If not, I'm excited for those guys. Joe Kelly, I think he's gonna show up. Um, and I'm just real uh, skeptical on our defense because on paper we should not be the rank, the twentieth ranked. Um, so um, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. Is that defense. Alrighty, um, I think I'm going to call this game. And I think that the Chargers can pull this upset. I think we're going to see, for the first time, a super clean game from Herbert. I think that 
they know that they don't have the security blanket in Austin Eckler, so there's not really going to be a huge game plan to be accounted for for the running backs. I think it's really going to be opened up for Herbert. We called for it last week, and we said that opening it up for him early is really the key for this offense to get going, and it proved to be that way for the beginning of the uh, first first half until things got out of hands. But I think that they're realizing how how powerful – the, the passing game is with Herbert there. They just they just look a lot better. The Jalen Guyton, who would have guessed that Guyton would be the leading touchdown uh, receiver for this team uh, a month into the season. So I think that that, that um, relationship right there is just going to get stronger. And, uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm really think that this team is just going to figure it out on defense. It's just a weird gut feeling that I have with my Chargers just because I've seen it so many times. Like, this team is, is terrible for a few weeks and then pulls out a win – I think it's definitely – pulls out a win against a good team, so I think this is definitely that week right now. Um, they're going to come up with a few big stops and get an interception maybe. I think that the score is going to be – let's go high. I'm going to go 38 to 33. All right, I like that. Um, yeah, the Chargers don't play good first month um, season football. We all know that, and it was with Phil Rivers and – Philip Rivers, uh, when he did play in December, he's ice cold. And I think the Chargers got just so used to not just always coming off with a bad start. We Every single year, the Chargers have a, a chance to get in the playoff if certain scenarios plan out because we put ourselves in that bad position. They always somehow turn it around um, after the first month. So I think this is an upset win, too. Um, I think Alvin Kamara, I, I don't think the Chargers will be able to stop him, but I think they'll contain him. And um, we got to bring the blitz. We got to bring the house down on them um get drew Brees uncomfortable because that dude is still uh he still got it you know a lot of people kind of wrote him off but um he still got it you know he's still a good, a good player so i'm gonna say the score is gonna be 34 to 28 um and i think the Chargers are gonna upset they're probably underdogs for sure i know they're underdogs so um it's gonna be a good game and uh we definitely need this bounce back win for my mental health for morale for my alcoholism and um and all that good stuff so uh yeah we definitely need all righty well, there you guys have it. We have called this game. And, uh, yeah, we also have a new giveaway. It's not really new because it's the same giveaway. It's just another one. And we're doing it every month, guys. So uh, I think we're going to change up the rules. David, how do you feel about the, the entries question rules? Um, I think that that's the best way to do it. Um, yep. uh, yeah. If, if I think if uh, we should do the same tweet like and comment and if you want extra entries it's access all right so yeah we're gonna post uh this tweet uh with the podcast on there and then we'll also put in description of this podcast but basically just like retweet and or comment under the tweet um any kind of interaction as long as you follow me sports guy david and the fantasy sports cave gets you an entry and uh yeah multiple entries allowed for the podcast as long as they go throughout the month and that's pretty much it and we we had winners last month and uh they were all they were lit, so come on, guys. We're giving you away free stuff. Uh, David, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Sports Guy David uh, on any social media. I post all my stuff on there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're pretty active on there as well with the Charger fans, especially for, like the group chats are fucking insane. But I love them. But yes. Yeah, all righty, and you can find me on Twitter at SugarFreeLucas. So for Sports Guy of David, for me, and for everyone here at the Fantasy Sports Cave, we are out.